Yo, you know what it is, your boy DJ Filthy Rich. Yeah, it's your boy DJ Big X. And this is the We Outside Show, We Outside Radio. And today's guest is the one and only super producer, Mr. Hanky. Hey, what's happening, man? Happy to be here, man. What's good, brother? Hey, man, you know, you know, we've been rocking for a minute, man, so this is going to be really interesting. <laughs> yeah, I, I, want, I want to say eight-town legend, but shit, you still building, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Living legend, you know Living what I mean? Living legend, that's yeah. go. Hey, man, appreciate that. It's all good. So, yeah, like you said, you know, we kick it, so this ain't going to be no uptight interview. We're just going to kick, you know, kick it and talk our trash, you know what I mean? Yeah. And let the people know what's going on with you because you don't really do a lot of press, bro. Nah, I do it when it makes sense, man, because, you know, we were just talking about that, you know, a lot of times, man, people just... I don't know. They just overdoing it sometimes, man. So it <laughs> be draining just to watch it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I just yeah. I kind of do it when it makes sense. Cool. So it makes sense now because we were talking off camera. You have a a project that you're working on for yourself. Yeah, yeah. I'm starting to put out my own projects, uh, compilation with you know some uh, major artists mm -hmm. and some um, up and coming artists that I really believe in. So. Yeah, I think it's time for that, man. So you starting your own label? Yeah, I got my own label. It's called uh, Cultural Resources, um, and I'm, you know, looking at a couple of artists. I got one with me right now, uh, Karma Rose over here. Okay. You know, so y'all gonna be hearing a lot of that stuff from her um, real soon. Okay. Yeah. You know, I'm bringing to y'all first new music, money, all that, the whole nine. We like that plug. We like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sound good. <laughs> Dope. So um, <clears throat> we got a lot of people that may be new to you or they've really been jamming to you for a minute and probably just didn't even know that you were making these beats. So the first one, I think, that got you popularity, was was it the California record or was it something before that? Oh, man, it was a whole, it was a, man, yeah, it was a whole other era before then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So take us back. Take us back to the beginning. <laughs> so now the beginning for me, man, starts out with my homie, um, Kyle Part, you know, um, um, I started out with them, like, you know, producing under them, under, with the label, Calipar Music. So uh, a lot of the earlier Soldier Boy records, uh, Shopping Spree with uh, Gucci and uh, Yo Gotti, uh, and just really, honestly, just putting that whole, those first, that first album together, especially that second album with uh, Gucci Bandana, um, Kiss Me Through the Phone, you know, um, Turn My Swag On, literally recorded that whole album. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Just really instrumental in that. Um, Hurricane Chris, and then uh, my first major placement was with uh, Jeezy, uh, the record What You Talking About. Went kind of crazy, you know what I'm saying? Okay. But, and then um, really what started really around that time, um, I started working with uh, Jay Money during the whole Futuristic first era. First name, yeah. last name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First name, last name. Uh, Futuristic. Say Bow with uh, V.I.C., then we did mm -hmm. the Wobble record. You know, and that, you know, what that did, so. Wait, Wobble was you too? I was part of that whole thing, you know, it was cool, it was cool. It was like, it was it was just a big old party. Yeah. Wobble, you could hear it in the music, it was just a big old party. But um, then um, came Walk Around the Club, Fuck Everybody. Mm -hmm. um, that went crazy. And I did a record with Lil Chucky called The Wop um, when he was still with Young Money. And then a little bit after that, that's when the, um, California came. Then Luke Nasty, that whole era came through. Mm -hmm. Then we did a little Duval record, um, Living My Best Life. Um, I mean, <coughs> I'm missing a whole bunch of them right now, but... Uh, yeah, you skipped a few. I skipped a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's a lot. The one that's you, a lot. You, you dropped a lot of haymakers, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm trying to... I'm trying to it's, it's crazy. I got to start writing it down. That's a, that's a crazy thing. To, um, forget your own records. But um, then Kansas City Girls records, uh, you know, right out the pandemic, came with Twerculator. Mm -hmm. Then... Um, um, good love currently with uh, Usher, so yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of and a lot yeah. of mixtapes, a lot of 
a lot of mixtapes. So that's the difference between a producer and a super producer, guys. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> when your resume is like that, you just keep throwing haymakers and haymakers. That's yeah, a super and producer. You, and you forget a lot of them, man. And this, you know, I apologize to the artists I forgot, man. But, you know, it's been a while. Because I was going back and you was talking about Wobble, right? Mm -hmm. and, and I was thinking about when Wobble first came out as a DJ. Everybody didn't necessarily just jump on that record when it first came out. It's, Not at all. It's Not like, at all. Like that record kind of took a year and nobody was really pushing it and it was kind of like and i know you was kind of like you said you was a part of it what kind of made that record take off oh man um it was big just, girls yeah man it was just <laughs> a, um like i said that was during the um college part days and man we'll go in the studio man and just um it was a party man like matter of fact we just left from that studio and it was the same kind of you know vibe just everybody there just vibe and whatnot but um mm -hmm. it was a lot of patron um, a lot of big girls, yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you can't look Patrona big girls. You got a party. That's, <laughs> you can't go wrong. <laughs> so, like working with uh, Cottage Park, and which is AKA DJ Smurf, he comes from like he's legendary here in Atlanta. What was one of the biggest things you took from working with a legend like like Cottage Park? Um, mainly, man, it was just work ethic, man, and not necessarily get caught up in the hype of stuff, mm -hmm. you know, because. A lot of times as a producer, we don't necessarily, you know, you know, these artists, they come and they blow up and, um, you know, they go to the breakfast club and they, you know, they get, you know, they say they did the song they self, you know, right. the whole nine, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so they're, they're totally responsible for everything. You right. know what I'm saying? So if you're not focused and, you know what I'm saying, that'd really eat at you, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But, you know, you just kind of learn to just keep working, man, do the work and forget about it. And it, it'll work out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I want to speak to that. So, you're right. I do notice that. Like a lot of artists, it's all about them. Not you're not disrespecting the artists, but they always forget about the producer. Like I remember somebody saying one time, it's kind of like the DJs. Like, and we we go in there, we're like, yo, if we cut the music off. You can have all the girls you want here, but it ain't no party. I think the artists forget. Like without these beats, bro, it ain't no song. Right. So, is there um, a part <coughs> of you that feels like? Like I said, you don't do a lot of press. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So I know you have your tags and in, in your in your beats, which I think is always good. You got to do that. You know what I mean? I was going to say, is there any other things that you want to tell producers so they make sure they do get their shine? Because the artists will forget about you. Yeah, man. I mean, honestly, I would love to do press with the actual artists. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that would actually make a lot of goddamn sense that we are doing the songs together. But... <laughs> You know, you're in the trenches together doing it when they ain't got a record, you know, right. and they, they struggling. Mm. And you, you a lot of times you write and produce and put the whole thing out. And y'all know I, right. I work my records, you right. know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. yeah. So you you do all of that, and then when the shit blow, you know, you got to look at it on the breakfast club. You're like, damn, that nigga did the breakfast club. You ain't <laughs> even getting a phone call or nothing. <laughs> and then, like, then they do the breakfast club and don't mention you. Don't mention your name. They give, they give the hairstylist the uh, the... the <laughs> The weed man, the weed man, everybody get a shout out. You know yeah, what I'm I think that's why we kind of biased with our show too, because I know a lot of times, because we're DJs, a lot of times I might say like, "Well, who's your tour DJ? Shout him out." Or who produced the record? You know what I mean? Sometimes, some people would be like, "Oh man, I can't remember who produced that song." And I'm like, "Damn, bro, like it should be wild." All it is crazy. It's really wild. It's really wild. Because so, you was loving that beat in the studio. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and this is you know, I get it, man, because you know, I don't know if it's labels telling them or if it's just the artist you never know you know it just it is what it is because we know all knowing this most of the time if you know if you're not a part of the situation and they can't monetize off of it you know it is what it is i get it but 
It's wild, man. It's really wild. Yeah, I know. I mean, I just find it funny they just forget you. You know what I mean? Like, we hung out doing the record. We recorded the record. We did. All, we had all these moments doing the recordings. And then now the record blew up, and now you just. It's wild, man. You don't even remember me. Yeah, I mean, they remember you because they need another record, you know? No, they don't remember you till they need another oh, record. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Does yeah, the they, price go up when they come back? Oh, it's not the same price. Nah. Yesterday's prices. <laughs> I mean, I ain't never really had no problem with that part of it, man. But yeah. you know, it's just you know respect. Yeah, it's it's I, yeah. I, I think it's that, but you know, I would like I said, I would rather do press when it counts. You know, we all did the record together. Mm. We all a part of it. We all should at least do one major. Right. You know what I mean. So let me ask you this, because I, I and I want to, every time I see you and I be at New Music Monday, being a a fellow producer myself, I had to, I wanted to ask you this. When you found that way, when you did the uh, Colonel Lyle record, right? Mm -hmm. The Maze, the, the Maze record. Mm -hmm. Was that the point where you can really say you found the Mister Hanky Lane? Um, some people like it depends on, like during that Travis Porter era, a lot of people say it was that. It just depends on who you ask. You know what I'm saying? Because right. it, because I identify with that, like the from from. I I I I've been knowing you for a while, so right, right. I know all the stuff you did with Collie Park, right. But for me, the Mister Hanky for me was like the identifier was Colonel Lyle. From that point, that was your sound because I seen everybody kind of try to copy your way, man, and and everything. So at that point, I was like, <laughs> oh, they really trying to do Mister Hanky? Yeah, you know yeah, saying? yeah. I mean, because yeah, you can say that because um, even then at that time, man, like people was like, man, that's a sample, man. You shouldn't do no samples. You shouldn't do no samples. And even to this day, man, you know, people be like, man, the artists don't want no samples. They don't want this and that third. And then they come out with a sample. <laughs> yeah. But samples are only things that's familiar, though. That's what people don't understand. Like, even when, that's why sampling was so big in hip-hop in the early 90s, because all we did was sample hits. Yeah. And, I mean, it's, it's a part, because I used to be a DJ as well. So I get it, you know what I'm saying, to where, you know, like y'all in the club, y'all got to, you know, keep keep the money flowing in the club. So you take that same element, that same, you know, that same mindset and put it toward making records. Right. So when you went in the studio with Lil Duval, right, and y'all got ready to make that record, and <laughs> I, I was just imagining the vibe you had being a producer, right? Mm -hmm. And this is a comedian. Mm -hmm. You don't never know when he's serious. <laughs> so, <laughs> but Duval's an artist, too. I got to give him that because I think he might be the first for, was he the first comedian that? But, but not nah, count Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Nah. Not count Eddie Murphy. Right. But consistently was making records for real, right? Right. For a minute. Well, honestly, this is this is crazy. I didn't know he was doing records before we even met. Oh, you didn't? You never heard of them old uh, them songs? No, nah, I just you know I knew him from the the silly stuff he would do on the uh, internet. Yeah, so. and, and that's why I was asking mm -hmm. you that, like as a producer going into making uh, Smile, right? How did you take him serious to give him a beat to go? This could be a hit record. So y'all know uh, Bebe out of Dallas. Yeah, yeah, Bebe, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, Bebe, I'm knowing Bebe since the Hurricane Chris days. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Because A Bebe, he was, that was the song was about him. Right. And so he hit me up. He wanted to do a song with Zero and release it on 420. Right. So to this point, to that point, I had never met Duval. Mm. This is like 2018. He's like, man, I want to get Duval to do the intro. I'm like, what? Okay, cool. So I had already done the record with Zero. We got in the studio to do the um the intro with Duval. It took all about fifteen, maybe twenty seconds. Mm. And um, next thing you know, 
he pulled out his phone and did the the, the smile skit on Instagram, like right there in my face. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's how you be doing this. But it was so funny because he just did it. Mm-hmm. Like right there, so I'm I'm on the floor laughing like this nigga really doing this. Wait, like, so was the skit like the the melody and everything, or he was just saying it? No, you know he was doing that like on what Fridays or something. <laughs> yeah, you know like how Diddy doing the, the F it Fridays, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So that type of thing, and um, it happened to be a Friday, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, I gotta go do it, and he would just smile, smile. I was like, so he got finished, and I was like, man, you got um you got a song for that. I was like, I think that'll be a cool song. And um, pulled up one beat. He went in there, did Smile Bitch, Smile Bitch for like four minutes straight. Mm. Pulled up another beat by mistake, actually. The beat that was on got pulled up by mistake mm. because another artist had already recorded over it. They just hadn't done the business on it. Okay. And um, he was like, man, I like that one, though. <laughs> 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 so in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, he's a comedian. Keep in mind, I ain't know he did music. Yeah. To this point. Like, here, go ahead, just take it, man. All right, cool. I'm thinking it's going to be a funny little inter- 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 Instagram, internet moment, whatnot. And um, <laughs> he did it, and I was like, let me put, kind of put in some kind of form- song format real quick. And um, it started, it had a little flow to it. It was like, man, who we going to put on it? In my mind, because he real cool with Tip, I'm like, but that's yeah. a little break. Yeah. He was like, nah, man, I'm thinking different, man. He's like, what you think about Snoop? I was like, hmm, cool. So he sent it to somebody that sent it to Snoop, and um, he sent it back, and Snoop had filled in the hook. Oh, wow. Yeah. So none of that, nobody told him. Snoop did it on his own and did the verse. Mm, That's dope. I mean, he liked it. He liked it. Right. So we hooked up to the studio the second time, this was the first time we got in the studio. We got in the studio a second time, went over to Patchwork. Um, and um, I go to the restroom, and I come back. And he's singing, I'm living my best life. I ain't going back and forth with you. <laughs> so I'm like, who, who, what, what's that? He's like, man, this is how I feel. This, this is the vibe. I said, we need to put that all throughout the song. That's the vibe right there. And um, Ball Greasy, he FaceTimed Ball Greasy right there on the spot. He said, man, see, you better see your, your vocals. This thing ain't finna go crazy. Yeah. And that was it, man. That's crazy. Hey, so <laughs> by mistake. By mistake. But like you said, I didn't even know he did music like that until we put that out. And then I'm going online. I'm like, oh, he got other songs. Yeah, he been doing that. He been doing this. Yeah. Only thing I think I knew about when he did the um, BT. Um, the BT Awards. The, um. Decipher the the music soul child uh, thing he did on Comic View long time ago. Oh, damn, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's the only thing I had, only kind of reference I had. Yeah, of yeah. him actually singing. So that's what it was. Because in my mind, when I'm hearing that record, I can only imagine what the session was like. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> High as hell. <laughs> yeah, man, we was both <laughs> in, in patchwork, fried dilated <laughs> to the like, side. It was me and him and the engineer. <laughs> oh man, it was crazy. No, nah, that was a super, super big record. And that was right out the pandemic, too. So the timing was good, right? No, nah, this is before, it was before the pandemic. The pandemic. Before yeah. the, but it went through the pandemic. Through, yeah, it, it kind of got hot during the pandemic. Yeah, because yeah. everybody was depressed. It's like, yeah, we do need to smile. Man. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's terrible. <laughs> um, that, that's dope, man. That's dope. So then, so it was California. Then Smile was big. Now we have the City Girls. Well, it was Luke Nasty in between us, yeah. too. Mm. 
Um, he had the um, might be record and the on the way record. Uh, so you did both of those. Nah, the on the way. On the way. Okay. Sample, sample records too, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I say that. Like at that point, that was kind of like the signature. Yeah. I mean, because California was. Um, it was it was big mainly because of of Dolph being on it, and it was so different for Dolph. Right. You know, he had just had preach. It was just the street hard street anthem. Then he come with on top of this, and it, it totally messed people up. Because like even when you look at that now, right? And, and I'm asking you as a producer, think about a situation like for 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 artists like a Colonel Loud. It was a great song for him, like as a being a, a hit song, but it benefited more for Dolph. Mm-hmm. So as an artist, how do you how do you work around like a, a, another artist outshining you on your own record? Well, I mean, be honest, like, um, and Colonel will tell you, man, like when we first did the record, he tried to sell it to Dolph because mm. he knew it would be bigger for Dolph. Right. But at the time, um, I don't think they was looking at it like that. And um, the record started going up the charts. It hit like number 13 or something like number 13 or 11 about to be top 10 and that's when Dolph and them called back it's like you still want to sell that record <laughs> of course Colonel like nah bro we <laughs> good we'll give you another one but yeah nah we good on that because I know the first time I heard that record I was like that's it I knew that was a hit record yeah like as soon as you heard it you knew just the feeling of that record it mm -hmm. was a hit yeah I mean I actually um when I heard the sample I think I was in the department store um, oh wow, Edgewood! On Edgewood, the good old Edgewood. They was having a uh, playlist party, and I was sitting at the bar taking shots. Um, you mean where you hook your phone up and play songs off your phone, right? Yeah, that was like to me. That was like one of the most unique parties that I had ever been to because until I walked into the playlist party on Edgewood, I, the whole party was guided by people hooking up their their phones mm -hmm. and playing songs off they off you know off their phone. It was a vibe, man. It was yeah. real. It was, it was dope. And people really got good taste. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Damn. Well, some people didn't. Yeah, that, I think that was funny about it too cuz somebody get a place. Like man, turn that shit off. Pull like, his phone out. Like, like somebody bro, you got to buy everybody drinks, bro. Yeah, that, that ain't the vibe, bro. <laughs> you killed the whole vibe. You know what I'm saying? But somebody played that original sample that night, who? Yeah, somebody played uh I don't know who it was, but they played uh Frankie Bevin Maze Wheel 1. And I just I was sitting at the bar for my third or fourth shot of tequila, and I just it hit me. I was like, man, if I do this, that was it. Went to the studio that same night, knocked it out. That's dope. You know what I'm saying? And I wanted to ask you this too because you're producing, you kind of mold a lot of, of the sound of Atlanta too. Like right now, it's a a lot of artists. You know, it's not Atlanta's not putting out a lot of artists like they used to. What do you think some of the problems is as far as the music is concerned? What what direction do you think we need to be moving in as far as the music? Um, the main thing I think people just got comfortable. You know, it, it turned into more of a, a hustle than it did an art form, mm -hmm. and people really stopped trying to create stars and just try try to start hit licks. You know, mm -hmm. I'm just put, you know, you'll go in the club and, and people that never had anything to <laughs> do with music, they walk up to you, hey man, you know I'm doing the music now. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, all we right. get that all the time. <laughs> That's why I started like, laughing. Like, yo, like, don't you sell crack? <laughs> right. <laughs> you, sell, you sell crack, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it, it was that type of thing, man. And um, like I said, people just got so addicted to just getting show money instead of trying to create real superstars and, and, and have really longevity in the game. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm looking at, at Big Boy and Dre on the, on the wall here. Of course, we're in a 
famous uh, stank on you, but you know, you could tell, you could see the growth. Right. Yeah. A lot of these, you know, a lot of the artists coming out, they not trying, they don't care. They just mm-hmm. like, hey man, I'm trying to hit my lick and keep it moving. Right. And artistry. Yeah. There's no artistry. No artistry at all. So yeah. do you think? Uh, I mean, there's really a lot of levels to that, right? So as a producer, do you think a lot of these? Can you blame the producers too? Like, do you feel like sometimes they might just send these artists the beats, and they just take the beat and do what they want, or and they're not being produced? Do you think that's part of it? That's a huge part of it, man. Um, because we live in this culture now. Like, <laughs> I don't understand it. They'd be like, send a beat pack. Like, what the fuck but is it, a but, beat pack? But but what I'm actually as you being a producer is it. Is it really? Are you producing the record if you just send the beat? No, no. you're not. You just send the beats. Yep. But if and, and that's why I asked that question because in my mind, if you're not not there to produce the record and the artist is actually recording the vibe on top of your track, he's actually producing the record. There you go. So I love this. Let's break it down for the people out there or the up and coming producers. I'm doing air quotes for the people on the radio. Producer, right? Describe the difference between a beat maker and a producer. Like, what does it take to produce a record? And to really produce a record, like all the records that I've named um, and the ones I forgot that were hits, um, they were actually real productions. You know, mm-hmm. um, each artist will tell you, you know, we had some kind of real communication, some real focus on what we're doing. You know what I'm saying? It's just not like just saying, just send me some heat, send me some heat. Man, that can be... <laughs> A million different types of heat, you yeah. know what I'm saying? It's so it's not just one type of sound that's a hit, or just because you got some 808s and it don't make it a hit, man. It's like, what's the concept? What we talking about? Who we go sing on it? Uh, like, it's just it's so many different variables that actually make it make sense, and that is such a lost art because they just like, hey man, send me a beat back. I was like, bro. I don't work like that. Right. And that's my disconnect with a lot of the music now is like even when I listen to artists and I listen to albums, right? It's hard for me to listen to an album because I'm only listening to tracks. Mm-hmm. I'm not listening to a project. I'm not listening to something that was conceptually put together. I'm actually just listening to, okay, I I, I recorded 24 songs. This is the best 12 out of the 24. There you go. Yeah, and, and then you and can it, tell, and they don't have no cohesiveness or <laughs> nothing goes together. Nothing, nothing connects. Nothing, together. nothing has you going. Okay, this symbolizes, or uh, uh, this is to identify that I can take this song and identify with this artist with. There you go. You see what I'm saying? And that's why you, you know, you've had in the city and and, and all of these other um, markets as well. You know, artists have a huge record for the summer or whatnot, and you don't hear anything from them. I was going to say, so I feel like even as DJs, right, it's more of a singles-driven industry now. Mm-hmm. Like, people don't even know how to make projects. They're not even thinking about making projects. Like, there's artists that's been out for, like, five years, and but they we, ain't put out an album. they just putting out records. But we had right. some, we had some artist that came by one day, and he was just like, I asked him, I'm like, why haven't you put out an album yet? He was like, why would I put out an album when everything is single-driven? It shouldn't yeah. be that way, though. It, it takes away from the art. I mean, but they're trying to get their money. So I, it's a, it's I mean, a, but but it don't. In my eyes, it ain't I, making no real I, money I, though. I don't it make it, it. Don't make any sense to put out an album. I mean, it, it's like this. It's like okay. It's almost like the argument people have all the time. You know, um, I just think we just have a lot of misinformation going on right now. <laughs> Who say that all the time? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we being guided by YouTube University and um, you know. 
uh, what my cousin them said, you know, I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's the wild, wild west right now. You know, you saw the whole situation with Gucci the other day. Right. Yeah, man. Yeah, you know, it's just people have this misconception about if you're getting millions of views, they equate each view with a dollar. <laughs> Not even close. Right. You know, <laughs> $50,000. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just a lot of misinformation going on right now. And um, I mean, the biggest one out right now is, um, you know, owning my masters. You know, oh, my God. <laughs> that's the that's the funniest one to me. Yeah. You know, because they've been out, you know, own all my masters. But you ain't selling nothing. Yeah. yeah. Like, but you, what are they worth, though? Yeah. Right. <laughs> if your master's not worth nothing, what are you owning? Right. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's you know, even like when it comes to record deals, everybody's so anti, I don't want to deal, but you don't have, you don't have a million dollars to spend on yourself. So, or you don't have those connections. You know what I'm saying? Even if you got the money, if you don't have the right connections, you're going to spend way more money trying to figure it out. Right. So you think I should ask him the question? It's now? definitely time. He segued okay. right into it. Perfect. All right. So he didn't know it. I know so what y'all doing. So I got to <laughs> ask, so I, so I ask you the question, right? Uh-huh. We, we're going to put you in the artist space. Let's do it. All right. A million dollars in cash. Or a million dollars in promotion. Promotion. Ding, ding, ding. Instantly. He he's said a veteran, it. bro. He's a veteran. So I, the last person, the last guest we had, he I think he said he took the he, money. He, right? took the money. he took the money. He took the money. He said he spent a half a million in promotion on his own, and he'll take the other half and he'll do what well, he does. I guarantee you, he don't know who to go take it to. Ding, ding. <laughs> hey, bro, Hanky, a veteran out here. Listen. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> That's it. That's it. And that's part of the game. It's like the money ain't everything, bro. Who do you take the money to? You don't have these relationships, these resources. You just got money. You so guess what? You're going to get taken to the cleaners, Boy, man. Boy, what? They're going to hit you with the new music review. <laughs> They're going to hit you with the uh, bad playlist. <laughs> <laughs> everything. Everything the streams, they can do. Hey, man, we going to bots. Do, hey, man, we doing everything off that million. Yeah, man, they going to spend a cool 1200 <laughs> and put the rest in the pocket. You're going to feel like you're doing something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, and and this is what I think a lot of times, and, and you you would know this better than anybody, being that you you know you've been in, you know you dealt with a lot of independents. A lot of times, I think a lot of independents forget that what independent music means, or uh, having an independent label, what it means. That means you're gonna independently do everything, everything. that the major label would do. Exactly. That means you're gonna spend every dollar that the major label is gonna spend. On a project. Yeah, they think it's cheaper because independent. No, it's the same price. No, right. It's and just I, your I, price. You and I pay. think that's the thing people don't realize. I tell indie artists all the time, when you come to X or, or you and y'all in the middle of y'all mix, y'all don't have a, end, a, a, a slot for independent artists. No. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Said it no. fast. No, we don't, though. You don't. No. So your stuff got to compete with Drake, with... Yeah, we, we got to be. Girl. We got to be to fit that in with everything that's being played. Exactly. You just can't come left field and say, "Hey, filthy rich, hey man, um, you know, you know, I'm an independent artist." But independent. Good artists, luck to you, brother. But this is the, but this is the other misconception. <laughs> I'm rooting that, for you, champ. Just like when you said that, this is the other misconception. I'm an independent artist. What that? What does that mean? That don't mean nothing. In my eyes, it don't mean anything because you're saying I can independently do what a major label can do. That's what it is, and they like I said, they. The problem is, it's part of the culture for so long because most independent artists who have that mindset, most of people who claim to be independent artists remain independent artists. Right. They going to they doing open mics for the rest of their life, and they that's what it is. It's like a it's like group therapy. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like on Mondays or, or <laughs> Thursdays, they go to the local bar. 
And they doing that shit. <laughs> <laughs> they playing that song for the next 10 years, you know? Yeah. And I'm, so some of them, that's what it is. That's what they want. But um, and they don't understand at some point the people that they that they say are part of the industry, they were independent at one time too. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? Future, Migos, all of that. They were once independent artists that's they rose. Right. Yeah. And they connected with the people that could help them get to that point. Right. I think a lot of times people forget that that same system and those same people that helped those people get in those positions are still out here. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? And I think like when you say the mis the misinformation of what goes on between YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and all the social media platforms, that's what misguide a lot of the artists and really send them on a path of destruction. Yeah. I mean, because like I tell people all the time, the internet helps introduce records and artists kind of sort of because you have some records that pop or go viral on instagram and you really don't even know they're real records because you only hear seven eight seconds of it you know right. what i'm saying yep or whatever the challenge is right you know and i've i know y'all seen you know records that were big challenges and they blew up right and you play them in the club and after that point they do the little challenge you gotta cut they turn around it's you gotta over they like Oh, this, oh, I don't know this. This a whole song? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is <laughs> terrible. For yeah. real. It's like a 15 minute, like, segue. That's it. It's yeah. Like, it's a commercial yeah. break. Yeah. 15 seconds. Like, hey, you better get it in. Then they looking for you to switch the record after that. Yeah. That's all piece. they wanted. Yeah. Yeah. That's a challenge over. Put that next challenge on. Yeah. Yeah. So. Which is bad. But I want to stick to the independence part, too, for a little bit, too, because I think, like, I love independence, period. I think everybody should own their own stuff and move the way they're supposed to move business-wise. But I think the narrative is messed up because when people say they're independent, they be like, oh, man, he blew up like that. He didn't blow up independently the whole way. Like, there's a partnership has to come in. You got to partner with somebody if you don't have the money. Like, there's really no way around that. Even if you got the money, like I said, you don't Relationships. know. You don't know. You don't know a big ex. You don't know a filthy rich. You know what I'm saying? But they leave that part out when all these guys are like, I'm independent, I did it. Like, nah, mm -mm. not that way. And 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 I say that, too. Because as coalition, we had to understand too. Like when we when we first started, we was kind of naive to the game. Like when we was playing those records, we felt like when we played Future and we played Migos and all those things. Even though we did play a major part of building the foundation for those artists in the club, with playing them and really playing them a lot. You know what I'm saying? In the club that built the foundation for them. But once that record went past the club, it was other people that laid bricks on that record. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? And that's what I think a lot of artists now, especially here in Atlanta, they forget that once that record gets to a certain point, 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 you got to start letting other people start laying bricks on that on that house. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I mean, and that's like um, I'm glad you said that because I had a conversation with somebody the other day. Um, you know, because we have this whole like this whole mentality. Everybody got this mentality against the whole industry. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did it by myself. I ain't signing no 360 deal. I ain't signing no kind of deal. You know, and they don't understand. Like, honestly, that's not a bad thing for you because if they're saying they're going to get you endorsements, this and then the third, they kind of give them an incentive to really push a button on you. Right. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of times, it's like I said, so much misinformation out there. It's crazy. But but also, too, Hanky, you know, this it's this promotional parts of the game that has to be taken care of, too, that a lot of artists don't know that, you know, those things have to be paid for. There's actually no way around it. It's going to happen. Even it happens for Beyonce. It happens for the biggest artists that's in the game. Mm -hmm. So those promotional things that have to happen, 
you can't get around it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So as an independent, even when you get signed, those same people that are working those big records are work your record as well. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's the same thing, um, you know, but people don't realize this what over sixty thousand some new songs they get added to. No. A hundred thousand a day. A hundred I stand. Five hundred thousand by the end of the week. Five hundred thousand new songs a week. In four weeks, that's two million records. Yep. Every day. Every most week. of them are rap. <laughs> yeah. Most of them are rap. Yeah. So if you think, you know, even if you have an amazing record, man, you have to put something with it to kind of put it above everything else because that's a lot of music. Yeah. I have I posted that the other day on my page that now is over a hundred thousand records that come out a day. There so you go. and I and and what I'm saying, if we say if it's a hundred thousand that come out a day, out of that hundred thousand records, at least fifty to sixty thousand of those records are rap records. Yeah. Easily. You see so what I'm saying? Cut through the fluff. So independent rap records. Yeah, but this is what I'm saying. How do you cut through how do you cut through? Promotion, man. Promotion, 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 and relationships. But everybody, and, and this is what I said to the last artist. I said, now, if we're talking about two million records that come out of, a, a, every month, right? Everybody's doing the same thing you saying. Promotion, 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 promotion. At some point, it's got to be some talent there. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, that <laughs> like, goes without saying. But At some point, we got to have a great record, Hanky. Well, see, that's the other part about it. You know, I meet, I meet artists all the time. Um and um, the first thing they're telling me about is their marketing plan. You know, what they, how they feel it should be moved and this and that third. This is before they even got the song recorded. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, artists like today, most most of them, you know, the ones that's coming up, there's nothing wrong with it. This is part of the culture, the microwave culture. But they're in such a rush to do nothing. <laughs> I was about to say the same thing. They're like, hey, man, we got to get the song done, get the song done. I'm like... For what? Where's it going? Who, who? Who? What we doing? Who? Who's demanding it? Right. Mm. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's, it became you know, speed over accuracy, you know, and that's not how it works. So yeah. I see that all the time. So I always I got this thing that I do with the DJs, right? And I and I and I gotta ask you this. I call the new music of Atlanta now that they're making now. I call it hookah lounge music. <laughs> that's just my term. Some people say they don't understand what it is, but I'm saying they know what it is. I don't think it's. I'm looking for club music. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for that, uh, that energy, Atlanta, that, uh, that Atlanta energy. Right now, everything I hear is like let's sit down in a section, get some, get a bottle, and get some hookah, mm-hmm. pop some perks. <laughs> Or if, it, or if it's in the daytime, brunch music. For right, the, you for, see them? For the dudes wearing brunch boots. Brunch boots. And, and for, <laughs> brunch boots and fedoras. Yeah. <laughs> what you know about the brunch boots? <laughs> That's okay. So they, they, say, they say I'm lame for doing, like, labeling it that, but I'm just saying the music just sound is not, it, it, a lot of the music right now don't have any energy. I, it's not a young or old thing to me. No. I'm just looking for the energy of the music. And I think that's what I've been trying to do with the records. Um with um you know especially with like twerkulator and good love mm-hmm. you know because like i said the tempo's gotten so slow so slow i mean because you know everybody's smoking um like you said they popping pills oh or they, they, and, did, and did i mention there's no dance floors in atlanta at all there's no dance floors anywhere, anywhere. in the world yeah i don't think it's just here no more anymore. yeah it's 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 lounge culture everywhere standing on couches sections everywhere yeah standing on couches and paying three hundred dollars for bel-air and and we whatever else started that we know who started that oh man i ain't gonna say it. his name but <laughs> <laughs> he used to park cars <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. So, yeah. But I don't I don't blame him shit. I mean, I'm gonna make that money too. So Yeah, yeah. you gotta get the money, but it, but it ruined the party, especially as DJs. Like, think about this, X. Like, remember it used to be easy, like, okay, midnight about to come. Boy, I'm about to go crazy. Oh, yeah, you know, you know, yeah, everybody. You, now it's like, damn, man, it ain't giving me too much. I'm gonna have to play some old music to get it popping or some Mr. Hanky music because that, and that's why I'm kind of grateful for producers like you now, what you're doing, because as a DJ, it's not fun, bro. Like, I can't play trap music all night. And I love trap music, but right. somebody got to get some ashes shaking around here. You know what I mean? So I, I thank you for that because you're making it easier because it's hard as a DJ to Amen. turn up. I appreciate it because, like I said, I used to be a DJ as well. And I remember I was in the club one day, and when it came to, like, the, the what quote, whatever, the twerk um, portion of the night, mm -hmm. they still play, They were still playing juvenile, back that ass up, chopper style, um, you you name it. Like, it was just the same five, six records. Some records like, man, somebody 20 years old. Yeah, at least. 20, it's just, and that, it's, it's the same thing I was telling my man the other day about the R&B nights, right? You know the songs they gonna play. Yeah, I bet you you can name off the top five songs. Oh yeah, Kevin Campbell. Oh, uh, I'm going down. Keisha uh, Cole. Keisha Cole. Love. love. They go cut, and when she sing love, they go cut the music off. Mm -hmm. So they, the crowd sing acapella. Yeah, it works every time. Like we know what they will. Listen, I do it. <laughs> Shit, y'all ain't giving me enough ammo. <laughs> Where the singers at? Uh, uh, what's the song? A uh, week. SWB. Yeah. So, but that's why I say when you when, even with with the uh, good love record, the good love record that you got with Usher, right? Do you? I, I felt like that tempo, especially for Atlanta, mm -hmm. was needed because that's kind of like what started the whole Atlanta wave. That tempo. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That we completely moved away from what built the city. And I think that's you know, that's why I'm doing those tempo records, and that's what attracted me to uh, Karma Rose because. She had a record called uh, Big Vibes. That's mm -hmm. like that. And I'm in a process of like just doing a whole project with her just to have real party music. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a whole void missing, missing. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's needed. And I think um, what made Atlanta too was it was a lot of independent artists doing that. You know, with, yeah. with the freaky Lathan, you know, mm -hmm. he was part of on the um, So So Delph um, project. Yeah, that was around the time we was doing Kizzy Rock and Back Come in the days, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that's when Atlanta, like, that was pre-crunk. Right. You know what I'm saying? That was, like, pre-crunk. Then when crunk came, crunk had its own tempo, which was kind of like a sister to bass. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So the tempo was still there. The energy, the, energy. Still, the, the energy was still there. But, like, now, I don't know what this energy is. Is in the music now. It's the hookah, man. I, I ain't gonna even put it on the sections, <laughs> man, because it's that hookah loud. It's man. the hookah, man, because you gotta keep in mind, you got a hookah. You can't really do too much in gonna burn somebody. You're gonna burn somebody. <laughs> yeah. You gonna set the place on fire. Yeah. A big ass piece of coal. Listen, <laughs> look, my man, my man Clayton English got this joke. It's so true. He said, Who came up with a hookah with a long cord on it that you could trip over and hot rocks that'll burn somebody on fire? And you supposed to party around this? Yeah. It makes sense. It yeah. makes sense. We need dance floors back, man. Yeah. We do. We do. Yeah. And that's what I was saying, man. People don't make dance floor music, man. Like, and when you go in the club, it's like, I'll be like, man, nobody's having fun. But even they did, they got to stand on that couch because it ain't nowhere to dance it. There you go. You got to stand on that's that couch. That's why I think um, I just did this record with uh, Beat King's artist, uh, Talamisha. Okay. Um, and I sampled myself, ironically. Um, no. Um, Wait, is that the joint that he keep posting? Yeah, with the twerk everybody. You did that too? Yeah. Walk around the club. Well, you know, I did the original. Right. 
I did the original, so I sampled myself. Hey. Sampled himself. Yeah, you know check on the check. Did you clear? Yeah. Did you clear for yourself? I clear. I clear. Okay. Cleared yourself. Okay. Yeah, and, and we did. And what people don't know, shout out to Trilly and Prince Rick. Um, I got I got to get them a shout out because you know most artists are trip. You know, I was like, hey man, look, got this idea. You know, everybody go get paid, but you know, Beat Kings artists. You know, and they from Dallas. He from Houston, so they they all cool. And um, <laughs> it's funny how me and Beat King linked back up, right? So <laughs> I got to tell this part. So it was me, him, Zaytoven, and DJ Chose. Uh, it's like 2017. We was on South by Southwest. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> so we all did this panel. And so right after, he's like, yeah, man, I need some beats. So we was in the convention center in Austin, Texas, right? And um, basically, I sent him some beats right then on the deal. So I thought. But I ain't had a good reception. So the beats never went through. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, he thought you played them. Right. <laughs> it's so Hollywood ass nigga. Right, right. <laughs> you and fake, and you y'all, fake like, y'all know how he is. He like, man, I just got to tell you, man, I ain't fuck with you for a minute. I said, what? I said, what you mean? So he told me, he's like, man, you never sent me them beats. And I went looking at the text message, and they had the little red. Um, it was still there. Still, they never go through. I said, oh, man, so that's how that record came about. He was like, man, but I got this artist, and uh, he said, I got this idea. I want to do that, that throw it off. I said, what you mean? He said, let's do say, let's say twerk around the club on everybody. I said, cool, let's do it. And right now it's like, you know, it's trending in the clubs down in Houston and Texas. A couple oh, yeah. of DJs about to start playing it up here. Doing good on the internet. Me, uh, nigga. That I rock with that record. I ain't know on, you man. did that. Yeah, that's me. Man. See, that's what I'm saying. We I'll be looking for the, the I like women dancing, bro. That's what I like. <laughs> so and you I know, need and, all that. and you know the crazy part about this culture now, like back when I was coming up, they actually you actually knew who produced the records. Mm-hmm. It's crazy now, nobody knows who produced these records now. Nah, man. I mean man, like, if you don't put the tag on it, nobody put knows. The tag. Got to put the tag. I mean, you got you got the loop culture going on now where I mean that's that's a whole nother conversation because I don't understand that to this day. Um, it's actually worse than legally it's worse than sampling because mm. um, I've seen situations to where, you know, you might have think Rich sent me some some loops, and but Rich don't know where he got them from, so it's two other people tied into it and they all want ten thousand dollars a piece. Guess what? That beat ain't gonna get placed. Right, ain't nobody finna play seventy, eighty thousand. So are they selling loops now? Is that is that is that like this the new thing? I don't, I think they just sending them to people, man. Cause I I just started getting like emails and like yeah, man, and it's got like like loop packs. Yeah, it's just four, five different loops or whatnot. And um, you know, you look on the email thread and it's like a thousand people on the thing, like <laughs> a a chain. I'm like, I'm not using none of this. So and that's what I know is now about the production now. Even and it's you know for me coming from back when. You either knew how to play or you didn't. You know what I'm saying? Now it seems like you really don't have to do too much of nothing to produce now like because everything kind of come packaged. Yeah, right. They just dropping in loops and stuff. Or they might have somebody else play it for them, but, I, you know, I play all my stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what 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 do you use? You, you on MPC? Uh, I got an MPC. Um, I mostly do mine on Pro Tools. Okay. You make, you, make, you, you program everything in Pro Tools? Yeah, I, do my, I program all my beats on Pro Tools. Okay, that's like even the drums, like no, like the whole thing. Wow. Yeah, the whole thing. I'm gonna tell you why I started doing that. Um, when I was doing stuff strictly on the MPC, mm-hmm. some kind of way 
when I would, you know, be dumping into the MPC or whatnot, and I dump it back into the Pro Tools or whatever, each time I would do something, sound quality would be lost. Mm. So it never sounded like how it sounded when I was making it. It didn't get the same feeling. Okay. So I just figured if I do it like I need to do it in Pro Tools, it's gonna get the sound that it needs to give. Right. So you yeah. just start doing, you just start programming directly in the Pro Tools. Directly in the Pro Tools, so oh, I get a, a true thing of how it sounds. Okay. Now it ain't easy. It ain't you know. That is because I've actually sat there and tried to program in Pro Tools <laughs> myself, and I'm sitting there going, "Hold on, my God, for real, the whole song." Yeah, it's it's it ain't easy at all, but it's worth it. You know, okay. if you if you get it down pat, and you get you some kind of you know um, some kind of system going or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And mainly, the main thing it helps if you know what you want to do already. Right. So, yeah. so, well, you, you seem like you know what you're doing. So, yeah, you know, you, yeah. Can, you can say that. Okay. A little something. All right, so look, we got to go into a break. We're going to come right back. Let's get into one of your new records. What's something that you want to play for the people? Um, I want to play this uh, Twerk on Everybody by Talamisha. It's going crazy. All right, let's yeah. get it. We outside radio. We'll be right back with Mr. Hanky. Yes, sir. It's your boy, DJ Filthy Rich. Yes, yeah, your boy, DJ Big X. And we are back. This is the We Outside Show with our special guest, Mr. Hanky. What's happening? And we got Karma Rose in hey. the building. What's going? What's happening? <laughs> What's going? All right, Hanky. So tell us about this new artist, Miss Karma Rose, that you're working with. Like I said, man, I'm working on a project. And um, like I said, I'm tapping in with a lot of dope artists. And, and it's probably, you know, one of the top ones, definitely. Uh, her energy, she, that, that party music we talking about doing, that's what she do. The nope. good vibes, you know, because she talk about it all the time. She's like, man, people don't dance. Literally the same thing we just said, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, most of the time people say that and um, you're trying to, you know, you figure it out. But um, she got it instantly. Her okay. whole vibe like that, man. So where did y'all meet? How did y'all connect? Because I know it's hard to get with Hanky like, as an artist. Like, how, you, know. how did you I, get his attention? First of all, let me tell you, I didn't even know who, what a Hanky was, okay? <laughs> she said what a Hanky was. Well, look, I know, because that's, that's what it was at the time. Because when they was like, Mr. Hanky, I was like, that's a crazy name. <laughs> but no, I, um, he was working with Tiny, big homie Tiny, over with Stroud. Yeah, and then with, when they uh, told me. With Ray Daniels. Yep. And yeah. when they told me about the record, it was like, Stroud. He was the one who was like, you need to get over there and. And get with Hanky. Yeah. I could put you down. So I just started following him and I reached out myself. And shout out my boy Stroud, man. Stroud, yeah, shout out to my Stroud. Because he, yeah, he always put a good word in, for sure. But um, I reached out myself. Dope. So it was like a DM or what? Like? Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Instagram. I kept trying to get with him. His schedules. He's a busy man. So, you know, when time allowed, it finally worked itself out. And it was perfect timing, too, because I feel like at the time I was trying to get with him, I didn't have a real direction for myself. I was still trying to figure out what I wanted to put out and what direction I wanted to go. Did I want to be a people pleaser? Did I want to do what I wanted to do? What I felt like, because I feel like somebody needs me. It's somebody out there that needs a me. They need to see you? They need a me. <laughs> they need a me, for real. Yeah. I'm what's missing. So, Hanky, it was, it was more about the, the sound? Like, was it the... It's the sound and the confidence, man. Like, um, you know, like, she was just like, hey, man... <laughs> What we doing? I was like, all right, cool. And she played the record, the music. All the music was what she said it was, so it just made more sense than anything. You know, I didn't have to 
tell her she need to do something that people can dance to or, or nothing. That was her whole goal in the first place. So it was a perfect fit. Dope. So I know with the, the the female wave right now, right? Are you more is, is the is the music hypersexual? No. So no, yeah, no. <laughs> I'm more of a. I try to keep it a little. PG-13, you know, it's okay. rated R still, but a little PG-13. And that's just because I, I really would like to make time capsule music, for real. I want some music that people could play at their barbecue, at their family reunion type deal. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I'm saying some stuff, but minimum cussing. You know what I'm saying? It's certain songs anyway. So if right now, like, <laughs> right what now. would be your main audience? Everybody. Everybody. like Every, It's for everybody. So your music doesn't really cater toward females, don't lean Both. toward... Both. Okay. Both. Men like my music, women like my music. I cater to everybody, and that's just because it's all about how you present it, all about how you say it, how you deliver it, what you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? I'm not throwing I'm not throwing my coochie in their face every two seconds. You know what I'm saying? That I'm not saying and that's, and that's sex why, sales, but right. that's not the only thing that I have to talk about. Okay. So what are some things, like, you know, when you work with different producers, now Stroud is my man. He's fire. For sure. So when you work with different producers, you obviously, you learn stuff from them if they're yeah. producing you. So yeah. I know how Hanky gets down in the studio. I've been in the studio with him. I've seen it. What are some things that you think you've learned to level up with working with, with him? Um, You want to know what's crazy? We actually haven't actually got to work work yet because mm-hmm. I've been putting stuff together and it's kind of like when I hear something I like, I send it to Hanky Phone. And so now this mm-hmm. recent record that I got it's like that's how we really are starting doing a startup. Um, it's this this record. He heard the beat. He's like, it needs some structure. And so we're just taking the whole beat, scrapping it, keeping the entire song. But he's about to put the feels to it. And so the main thing she's gonna learn is, you know, like structure to a song. Like she got it. It's it's a dope record, but it just it's just a long one song. It don't it don't break or breathe or nothing. But but what she's saying is gonna work. So I got to ask you, like, what most journalists will ask you, right? Like, if I had to compare your sound to somebody, who could I compare it to? Karma Rose. <laughs> because, I don't, because I don't sound like anybody. I, sound, I have my own voice. I could believe that you can turn me on and you'll be able to tell that that's me. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And also, he, he told my me, topics he, he just, told me the confidence is there, so I'm hearing that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. hearing the confidence. Can't yeah. tell you shit, huh? <laughs> and I think when the project does finally reveal itself that y'all going to love it too because I just was hearing y'all talk about, you know, people putting singles together. You know what I'm saying? And that's really what they do. And mm-hmm. I tried to actually put work into mine. I put a concept behind it. I told a story. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, I brought some 90s back. So right. you from it's here? just a concept. You from here? No, I'm from Chicago. Oh, Shot Town. Shot Town. But I would just say Midwest because I'm Chirac. from Chicago to South Bend, everywhere in the two hour radius. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, we moved a lot. And, and I, ask, I ask females all the time because I feel like a lot of times when you hear music from females, right? Everything is hypersexualized. Nobody really talk about a lot of the things that go on with females. And I think there's a lot that go on with females every day. Really? And I think really none cool. of that is like really put into music now. Everything is twerk. Everything is sex. Everything is my coochie. Yeah. But what about the day-to-day things that women go through that are never talked about in music? But right. that's because they don't know how to talk about it. Because well, we every- can't we can't say that because we had artists before that did it. You know, th- no, I'm not saying everybody. Okay. I'm talking about 
a vast majority. Okay. Most of these people that are becoming artists, they're becoming artists for money, for some fame, for some jewelry, for some BBLs. Okay. They don't care about the art. That's what's missing. They don't care. All they want to do is, you see, everybody sounds the same. Everybody's right. saying the same thing on a different beat. Right. So if they actually would just think about what they want to say and then put it together and practice your delivery, practice makes perfect. But again, no they're not doing it for the art. Okay. Do you think as a female, though, the um, the agenda is getting pushed on you and you feel pressure that you have to do that? Like, even if you make this good music, do you feel like um, it'll be rece received the way it's supposed to be? Or you feel like it's an uphill battle because you are so different? I feel like it's always going to be a battle, and I just align with myself. Okay. It's just me. It's just me. That's it. Okay. And when I say it's just me, like, I don't see what everybody else is doing. I see it like I'm listening to it. I'm, you know, actually going out and seeing these people perform, but I'm not seeing them with my music. You do what you do. I do what I do. That's yeah. what makes me great. <laughs> okay. So I, I don't think the thing that's going to make our situation work, um, because of the kind of music that she does. Um, y'all know, like it's certain DJs that get certain records. Mm -hmm. You know, I think a, a lot of people make that mistake. They say, oh, I'm going to just take it to the, to the DJs. Man, that dude play 21 Savage and Future all night. Right. So he, he ain't going to get your record. He ain't going to get your record. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's a huge part of when I When I did California, I knew to bring it to y'all. Right. Because a lot of y'all, the most of the coalition DJs are actually musicians as well. They get it. Right. Y'all get it. You know what I'm saying? So I knew I could bring it to y'all and look what happened. Right. And that's that's part of it too is really understanding the record. I think a lot of times when people break records and they go service the DJ, service the DJ, you gotta kind of know who to take that record to. Like you're saying, you know what I mean? So like right about that. you you know you know if you go take it to a folk, he's gonna understand what a what a California is. He's gonna understand what a smile is. He's gonna understand the impact that record is gonna have when he play it in the club. Exactly. Where if you take, like you said, a record to a guy you know that ain't playing nothing but trap all night long. He ain't gonna get those type of records because he ain't, he know he's not gonna get that type of response when he play it. Exactly, exactly. You, you know if you play trap all night, what type of response you gonna get? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And if you step outside of that arena, everybody in that room looking at you like, dude, right, right. What are you playing? But you know what though, I learned to stop taking those looks, you know, too hard because it's just because they don't know the song. Yeah, they're well, just looking crazy because they don't know the song. Some people may actually fall in love with the song. You know what I'm saying? Right. I get it, but. You have to, that's, DJs to me are A&Rs. Right. You know what I'm saying? Y'all are tastemakers. So right. you should know when you hear a record what it could we, do. We, we do. Not you. I'm talking to, you know, I'm talking <laughs> in general. You know, a lot of them don't. Right. Y'all do sitting at this table, but let's talk the, again, the majority. Right. They don't. Yeah, right. Well, everybody kind of. got to have an ear for Everybody kind of mold what they think a hit is off of a playlist. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's what that's what a new hit is now. If it's on a, if it's on one of the main playlists, it's a hit record. But that don't just because it's on a playlist. And, and even if you go back to when Spotify first started and a lot of these playlists started, right. it was never about it being hit records. It was just a new record. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it doesn't you know translate to the club or the radio all the right. time. And right. And now you got a lot of you got a lot of DJs that DJ in the club that don't know how to. They're, you know, they don't know how to do that. You know what I'm saying? They can't tell you what a club record is or what should be played in the club, but because it's on the Spotify playlist, they're going to play it mm -hmm. in the club. Mm -hmm. and, a, and a lot of that got to do with the technology, man, because, um, you know, when, when I was DJing, I was on uh, Technique 1200s. 
You know, so <laughs> I don't know nothing about no sync button. Uh, well, you, if you take a lot of these DJs off of those buttons and over. put them on some twelve hundreds, it's over. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> and it's cool. It's it's like it's I get it. You know what I'm saying? The technology is great because I remember having to carry in them crates of records and uh, man. and all that stuff. But I love that part of it. But you know, when you lose that element of it, it's you lose the ability to to, to blend certain. Well, records. well, I like that. I, one thing I do like about the 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 accessibility of having that much music because before when you had to bring all them records in a crate, you had to actually, sometimes you didn't want to bring all those records. You had to know exactly what you was going to be playing at night. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So it kind of helped like the, the, the controller and, and the whole Serato, it kind of simplified it. But the one thing about it is having that ability to have that, uh, that vast amount of music on, at, at your will, mm-hmm. man, you're supposed to be a dope DJ. Well, especially yeah. when it comes to requests, because now it's like, hey, you got that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. You know, before you'd be like, eh. yeah, and that, and, that right. was, and that was the other thing I was I going to bring it. And that was the other <laughs> thing I was going to mention to you, too. And and I, I tell a lot of artists this everybody kind of pushed their music towards Spotify. Mm-hmm. And Tidal now is in all of the DJs. Computer, yep. Like it's, it's, it's built into Serato. So, with that being said, it's, it's great for artists to push their records to title because you don't have to go when you go in the club. You nine times out of ten, if you already uploaded on title or Spotify, you can go in into the DJ and tell the DJ, "Hey, man, play my record from title." That's crazy. And a lot of us, our title playlists, we share with each other. Right. So I could be like, actually, be like, yo, what you playing in the club? I could just send him my title playlist and he right. can pull it up in his Serato. Right. There you go. Yeah. And the great thing and the great thing about having music, and you've noticed from being a DJ, I could give each one of us as DJs, right? We can give each each one of us have twenty songs, but none of us are gonna play them the same. Nah, nah, nah. Mm -hmm. Nah. You see what I'm saying? That's the whole unique thing about being a DJ. So I have a question for for you, Hanky, too, because we were talking about like knowing a hit. You ever been wrong about a record? Like you ever had a record like, man, I know this is about to be the one. And it don't be the one. Nah. I've been wrong about an artist. (laughs) Mm. Which one was that? That you would say. I ain't, nah, he can't. You know he can't. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't say, but yeah, um, you know, I've I've given it, I've given hit records. I've done hit records with artists who can't necessarily they weren't able to carry the records. Sometimes, right. you know, it's not a bad thing to say they was a bad artists or something, but you know, you got I also learned I learned that from working with Collar Park. You know, everybody, you know, even though people were saying it's like novelty records and stuff. It's cool, yeah. But Soldier Boy was a star, so he could carry it. Oh yeah. Hurricane Chris was a star, so they could carry Yin Yang the whole nine. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one of the things that attracted me to her is she's a star. She could carry it. I mean, she only this big, but her personality is you know what I'm saying? So when right. that record pops, it's not gonna be bigger than her, it's not gonna be bigger than the moment. Yeah. Because it, it's a lot of songs out here that are popular, but when the artist, you know, the artist can walk right by you when he know it's done. Man, yeah. listen, we see it every Monday. <laughs> like, and that, that's not being disrespectful right, to artists. Right. It, it's just and true. we tell them that on stage. It's, it's just like, you, 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 to be an artist, you have to be a character. Gotta be. And I think a lot of times, a lot of people don't understand that when they decided they want to be artists, that you have to become a character. I remember one time I was with Too Short, and he was like, sometimes when you when you with me and we together, I'm tired. But when I'm out in public, I'm too short. Mm-hmm. And you have to become who that character is. You get what I'm saying? Right. In order to, for people to believe it. So when you walk in the room, you can't be the common that your mom and your dad don't know. You got to be the common that you want us to know. There you go. That's you a different saying? person. That's, 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 that's my karma for sure. That's, 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 that's me as well. You know, yeah. I got thrown a Mr. Hanky shit. Yeah. And then if you know Corey, it's a whole nother situation. There you go. You know, you know what I mean? mean? 
Yeah, that's part of the game. Yeah, yeah. for sure. But okay, people, so in reverse. <laughs> in reverse. Have you ever been wrong about an artist like, ah, man, that artist ain't really that hot, and they go crazy. You're like, damn. I yeah. didn't even see that coming. Yeah. Because that happens to me a lot, more a than lot. I would like to admit. But it's like, damn, I ain't, I ain't think he wasn't shit. <laughs> <laughs> and it's cool, though, you know, because, um, like I said, you're not going to – you can't catch every artist. Nah, you can't. You know what I'm saying? Even if they are dope, it might not be right chemistry-wise. Mm -hmm. So I like to spend a lot of time to see if it's going to work, you know, for the long haul. Mm. Yeah. So going into that, I want to talk about your project. We're talking about artists. We have her on your project. Uh, what do you have a title for the project yet? Man, not yet. Not okay, yet. so you really like in the beginning, beginning stages, or how much, how just, far are you into it? it? I'm making records right now, okay. and um, I'm just making records right now, and just uh, getting it together. But the dope thing about it, like, um, you know, with the technology right now, you know, if once I get it, you know, we can put out a whole project in a in a week or so. Mm. We got it, you know, we got what we want. So, yeah. do you know how many songs you want? Or is it, just, is it real organic? You just like, you know, when you got it, you got it. Yeah, it's going to be super organic, man. Yeah. You know, I got um, people like my, my homie Beat King. He don't know it yet. Uh, <laughs> most of these people don't know it yet, but they know it. You know what I'm saying? So I reached out to the homies. So, we, so again, when you're in the studio and you hear these records, like, are you, like, even on this project, are you going to release a record and just go, I think this the one that you're going to wait till you record a few of them and go, and pick out of the ones that you record. Because a lot of times when people pick, they go, the first song they get off a project, go, this is going to be the lead single. And then nah. after you record, you you record three, four songs that's better than the first one you did. It, to me, it's like, um, perfect example, man. i never forget another um, Collar Park moment. It's the second Soldier Boy album, right? And uh, Crank That went crazy, all that. And uh, we came out with this record called Bird Walk. That was his first lead single. We were like, yeah, this going to be it. This going to be it. That wasn't it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It wasn't. I mean, it was cool. It was like, you know, we tried to attempt crank that part two. And um, a song we weren't even checking for was Turn My Swag On. Mm. Nobody saw that coming. It was just a record we did. I love that guy. And, and that's why. And that's why I asked that because that's like my guilty pleasure record, man. Because a lot of times when people pick these singles, a lot of times they, they just be off. You right. know what I mean? It ain't that the song ain't a good song. It's just that sometimes the public have to pick what that hit record is. They did. They they picked it and the DJs backed it up and that was it. Yeah. That's why it's good to put out a, a multiple records sometimes too because you just don't know. Like it's sometimes when people come to New Music Monday. We want them to perform three records so we can help them pick between the three. The guys that come or the girls, the artists that come and do one song, we just be sitting there like, damn, I want to hear something else because we don't know if that's really the one. Nah, be honest. Like that one song they walk in here ain't it. Yeah. It's never it. Not, it ain't it. But they. But one thing I like about people that think they got that one record is the confidence that they have in that one record. Mm -hmm. They really believe that when they walk through that door, everybody in this room was going to go crazy over that record. And it's crazy to see how DJs react, and they go. That <laughs> you one. thought that was the one. <laughs> and and I hate to see that face when Filthy or one of the guys go, man. You know, you could have played you know a couple other songs. I'm gonna tell you who the worst <laughs> one. Filthy is bad, <laughs> but smooth. And what's my man be drunk down here? Double D, double D. <laughs> double D. <laughs> Between yeah. smooth, double D, and Filthy, because Filthy he just go look to the side. He like. Yeah, <laughs> I be trying to hide my face, but I'm not good at it, man. Yeah. It's just not. Yeah. And see, and, it, and the thing I like about you know everybody go, man. Why you let Double D do that in the room? 
I say, hey man, dude is giving this honest feedback. That's yeah. how he honestly, and he's in, and he's qualified to give feedback. He's in the club at least four, five nights a week in 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 Atlanta. Right. Back. So why wouldn't you want to get his, you know, honest, you know, uncut, his, his honest, uncut? Hey, you can't feedback. pay for that. You see what I'm saying? And a lot of times, I don't think he'd be off a lot of times, but you know, yeah. Because you got to think, he's in some of the most, you know, I ain't going to say ratchet, but some of the raunchiest clubs. And it's after hours, too. Right. So, so you know, there's yeah. a certain vibe for the after hours. He's the end of people who, for they really are. You know what I mean? Right. Facts. Like four or five in the morning. Man, come on. Yeah. When you see somebody at four or five in the morning, you seeing who that person is. <laughs> Real them. And they, and they liking exactly what they like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, so I want to transition into something that you've done that's really big, especially here in Atlanta, for everybody in Atlanta. You have a situation with the Hawks at State Farm Arena. Yeah, so I'm um, responsible for the in-game music for the Atlanta Hawks. What that means is basically in the NBA, the NBA is the only sport that you can actually play music during the actual game. Right. So, but during defensive positions, you can't play music. You only like do defensive chants and stuff like that. But when the Hawks have the ball, right. those beats that are playing, those are my beats. Oh, get out of here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because, listen, the crazy part about that, I know they do that in, in – like, I went to a game in Milwaukee, and they was playing the – um, you know the little point guard, his name, he, he's number 21. Mm -hmm. And they was playing the 21, won't you do, do something, something for me? <laughs> <laughs> and they would play that, like, while they had the ball. And I would notice, like, when he got – when the other team got the ball. Nothing. Well, yeah, they do that because, you know, if, if they let – the home team play music while the other the visiting team had the ball. They'd be playing all kind of crazy stuff. Yeah, fuck you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know they'd be playing all kind of cartoon music or whatever. Just it's crazy stuff. But but, uh, yeah. but that's big though. How how did you get involved with trying with getting your music played at the State Farm? Like, what, what, how would you go about doing that? Oh uh, man, it was just um, just networking. Man, uh, I met Melissa Proctor, who's the uh, chief marketing officer of the Hawks. So we got real cool. Mm -hmm. And um, just, you know, she's like, man, congratulations, you did this and that and third. And uh, one day I remember we was just talking about, you know, work, the things we had going on. And she was telling me, you know, uh, you get kind of, you get flagged on social media for posting other people's music for mm -hmm. videos and stuff. So um, apparently it's become a problem with the NBA. Um, they're getting, you know, I guess like lawsuits or whatnot. They was getting lawsuits. And uh, it's like, well, I wish we just had some beats that we can play during the mm -hmm. game. I was like, well, let's see what, you know, I got some beats. Right. Yeah, so that was it. It all went down in like two days. That's fire. That's so hard. Wow. So a lot of and a lot of producers don't think about that too. It's like there's so many ways to get money when you can make music. Come on, man. You're just not thinking outside the box. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sync licensing, movies, TV shows. And that's and that and that's one of the things like when we had you on the conference last year, mm -hmm. that was one of the things I wanted like even with this year. I think I'm more about giving information now opposed to doing showcases and those type of things. Not that they're not needed. Right. I just think like like when we first started this conversation, the misinformation, now we need to make sure that everybody sit down and get the right information Basically. in front of the people who act, who's actually doing it. Right. I think a, part, a lot of it is, a lot of the information that's being given is from people that don't have never seen a record contract. A lot of people have never worked a hit record. Mm -hmm. They don't know half of the shit that they're telling people. They don't even know what they're doing. And they're giving this information to other artists like this is what they've done all their life. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So it's not fair to people that, that that actually do it because these are the people that have actually walked in those shoes 
and did the things that they say they can do and they really need to be in their light. They really give their information to these artists so these artists have the right information to do what they need to do to get to that point where they want to be. And I'm with that, man, because I think that's why a lot of, you know, like you said, I don't do a lot of press like I should, but I think that's why I just, I ain't really have nothing to say because it was just so much crazy stuff, you know, YouTube University. Um, <laughs> you know, people just saying crazy stuff. I just... Like my song say, I ain't have time to go back and forth with these niggas. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Like, I'm not going to argue with you. This how it goes. Like, yeah, I mean, and and that's where it is now. It's like, why argue when you, you know shit, you got 100 cats going to come behind you and they're going to go against everything you you saying. Come on, man. And everybody got to, and the crazy part about it, this is the other thing I was talking to, I was, I was talking to uh, Funky about. A lot of artists just feel like it's going to be this button that they're going to push and everything is going to just go the way they, they want it to go. Man, I cannot tell you how many artists they have this um they have this I don't know, they have this perception that everybody that they work with have an app on their phone that they can type their name <laughs> into and download their music to and press a button and then you take off. Just that simple. Right. And when they say the machine, they really think that it's a real the machine. Right. Yeah. They don't understand that that machine is all of us, the physical machine of everybody that we're talking about in that network hmm. that's got to help and push that record. Because every artist that you've seen that's been successful have used that network of people. All of them. I'm telling you. That's the whole thing. All like, of them. Even to this day, when you're talking about every artist, when you're talking about Future, you're talking about Lil Baby, you're talking about Megan Thee Stallion, you talk, it's a network of people that are in place that every artist that you've seen. And I think that's that the network. crazy part to me, man. Like, you know, it's crazy. You come into a new music Monday, you'll see uh, Drama Boy, you'll see Zaytoven, you'll see me. Right. All these people who doing stuff consistently, and you have people who've never done it that don't think they got to come to new music Monday. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. If the biggest of the biggest can come, why would you as a new artist? And I was here when Glorilla came and did her new song. Uh, what's the one? Tomorrow? Tomorrow, right. Yep. And of course, nobody was feeling it at the time because um, Fuck Nigga Free was so hot at the time. But she still came here, performed all her new music. Right. And this is one of the hardest artists in the world. Mm -hmm. So that should let you know something. Right, and she came and did. She she played tomorrow, and she I think she had just released it. Mm -hmm. Either no, that it week. wasn't mixed either. That was right. the rough. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's how and, new it was. Right, and this is what I think a lot of people took away from her tweet when she gave that tweet. She really wasn't dissing us. She was that shit. It had stuck in her head so long what the DJs told her that would help that record to where she said, "Look, I got Cardi B on the record. Mm -hmm. Now look at it." Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I didn't take it as I didn't take it as a as a diss because nobody in the room dissed it. They just said, "Hey, we want another song like Fuck Nigga Free," mm -hmm. which is only right when that is the biggest song of the, probably the last two summers. Mm -hmm. Easily, easy. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that song is still being played right now. Right. And that's now so is tomorrow. So shout out to uh, Glow. Right. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. But that's what shout I'm saying. Shout out to her. <laughs> for real, that's my cousin. Not for real. That's my that's my play cousin. Like. Like, I'm happy for her type stuff. Like, you know you be happy for your cousins. I know, I'm, That's I'm what I mean. That's all like, you know you be happy for your cousins. I was about to be like, I miss your cousin. No, 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 no. We ain't related. We ain't related. Make sure you keep that in there. We are not. But I think, I, think that's a, I think that's a key point, man. Like, um, you know, once you once one thing I've learned and one thing I've seen, it's almost like a routine, like in sports. Like, 
you know, the LeBrons and all those people who, who win, you know, you start seeing the same patterns. You start mm-hmm. seeing them in the same rooms. You start seeing them over and over again. And it's the same thing in this, you know. Um, you start seeing Filthy Rich out. You see X out at certain places. You see Funky out at certain places. Um, like I said, uh, Zay, uh, Mike Will. You just see all these people in the same places. And the crazy thing about it is we all out here like we ain't did nothing. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> that's what it takes. Right. Right. Because we still, we, still, we still working. Yeah, because I think that's why I don't remember most of the records because I literally do records and be like, what's next? We're on to the next. Right. It's on to the next. It's a moving hour. It's a moving piece of work. Like everything we do. Like when I look back at it now, I'm looking at 15 years, and I'm going like, man, where did the time go? Mm-hmm. Like you talking about 08, and I'm going like, man, I seen a lot of rappers since 08. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I seen a lot of artists since 08. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I seen a lot of them. Some of them succeed. Some of them get moderate success. Some of them get good. Or they get received well. And then you see a lot of them go through what you see, Thug, and you see a lot of, I see a lot of good rappers mm-hmm. go through the jail system. And yeah. that's the funny part I was telling Funky this today. We've been around long enough to see some of them go to jail and get out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just had one. And get out and come back that's and go, crazy. let us kickstart your career again. You see what I'm saying? There you go. That's why I say the benefit of the DJs and what we do as an organization is real important. And I think, like, even having you here, you know, and seeing what you're doing, like, as far as having hit records, just solidify that. Hey, man, listen, us working together and us all being in, you know, on the same page, we can continue to have the success we've been having in Atlanta for a long time. Come on now. That's it. So I think the message that we want to have is because <laughs> we, we dropped a lot of jewels like we always do. But really just you got to remember why you got into the game and stay hungry. You know what I mean? Like you said, if if I see Hanky at every event that I go to, if he sees me, if we see X everywhere and we've been in the game forever, we still hungry. We still working. So that means the artists, y'all got to work just as hard as we do because we see you when we don't see you. We notice when you're not around because we forget about you. Man, y'all can't let Unc outwork you. Can't let Unc outwork you. <laughs> Step it up, nephews. Let's go. <laughs> All right, man. This is the We Outside Show. Appreciate you coming through, Mr. Hanky. Yeah, man. Anytime, man. And when that project come, man, like I said, we had that new Karma Rose, yeah. the whole project coming soon. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she got to come back and do New Music Monday. We got to hope. Listen, got, I can't wait. We, we got the, We got our spring. Time. We ain't calling it Spring Fest this year. We got we got something else coming up. Um, and then we got all the stuff we do during the summer. So we definitely South by wanna, Southwest. We got yeah, work to do. Yeah, we coming yeah. back to South by Southwest, like, for the first time in, what, I think three, four years? Yeah. Well, oh, we had, man. Yeah, so we're going to do it big this year, South by Southwest. I got to get me a Greyhound ticket. Get on up. Yeah. Listen, man, I'm <laughs> telling you, listen, I'm going to go and do something big at South by Southwest. I haven't been in a while, so... And I used to live in Austin, Texas. So okay. every time I go there, okay. I, I try to get, I, I try to go out my way to go go big. You know what I'm saying? Last time I was there, we did Jeezy. We did do Jeezy. That yeah. was crazy. That was the last time we was there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Whatever you do, man, put me on the um, on the sign me up. <laughs> Let's All do right. it. All right, man. Mr. Hanky's in the building. Karma Rose. We outside show. We'll see y'all next time. We out. Peace.